This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet... You can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Dove. You use all the right skincare products for your face, but your body has been missing out. With new Dove Serum Body Wash, you can give your body the vitamin C glow it's been wanting, the hydration boost it's been craving, and the active skincare ingredients it deserves. It's time for your body care era. New Dove Serum Body Wash. Get Dove or get FOMO. Hi, this is Janine, host of the Olive Magazine podcast. You're listening to episode one of a special series of podcasts we've put together to help our listeners during the lead up to Christmas. In this episode, I chat to Olive's deputy food editor, Adam, about some alternatives to the traditional Christmas turkey to serve on the big day, including some great veggie and vegan options. Hi, Adam. How are you? Very well. How about yourself? Good. Looking forward to Christmas. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) just getting started to think about it, really. (laughs) After six months of working on it on the magazines. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so today I thought I'd get you in to talk about um, anything but turkey, ABT. Um, just some alternatives to the traditional Christmas bird, because obviously this year things are a bit different. You might have a smaller amount of people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we haven't got to rely on those huge gatherings. So I thought we'd go so, through some different alternatives, both like meat and bird and um, veggie vegan. Mm-hmm. Um but if anyone does want to go and check out the absolute last word in turkey cooking, buying and preparation, yep. then you can check out episode uh, 133 um, when me and Adam do a really, really deep dive into the subject. <laughs> so there's yeah. also that for anybody. All things turkey. Yeah, all things turkey. Okay, so let's start with some other popular birds. Goose. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about goose? Do you know what? It's not, I, I'm trying to think whether I've actually ever eaten it. Really? I'm I'm from the pure turkey. I've I've only ever really had turkey at Christmas. <laughs> but I've only I mean, I think obviously goose fat for yeah. the, the roasties. But yeah, yeah. What about you? have you have you eaten much goose? Yeah, I've I've done it a couple of times actually when um it, it, we had it um one year when my grandma was still alive. She's not here anymore. Um and she absolutely loved it. And she said it reminded her of, of kind of being young because it was something that they used to eat, like, you know, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, 
one thing I'd say about it, yes, the pros, I would say it's loads of flavor in the, um, in the meat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely one, if you're thinking about, you know, if you, if you've got people who like a sort of slightly darker gamier meat mm-hmm. and you get a ton of fat out of it. So you can like, you know, drain off that fat and use it for your roasties. But, yeah. um, but I would, we struggled. I mean, there were, I think it was six of us and it was when the goose came, it was massive. Yeah. You know, it was like yeah, this yeah. huge bird, but it is literally like 50% fat. It probably isn't 50% Just fat, shrunk. but yeah, but yeah it, um, we really struggled. I, I was worried because I'd said I'd send a plate over for my uncle Norman, who lives across the road as well. And um, we really did struggle to. Um, <laughs> you really did struggle. Is that uncle just a Geordie thing of like you know you? Well, because he was he was having um he was having something. I think they were having straight up turkey, and he was like, "Oh, I fancy trying the goose." And like, and I said, oh, "I'll put a plate for you, Norman." And um, so um, I really struggled to do that with um, with the six of us. But um, but yeah, it's delicious. And there's some great producers out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, goose is pretty essentially like naturally free range because they've yeah. got to run around. So so I think it's a, it's a good one. But, mm-hmm. um, but, but bear in mind all of those different, um, you know, criteria as well. And, and um, the meat, will the meat be a bit like duck, really? Because it is basically effectively. A, yeah, a it's a duck. little bit, I find it a little bit drier, but but within the within the spectrum of, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. gamey bird, gamey bird meat. So, you yeah. know, if there were, say, three of you and you wanted to do a goose, you, there would be some lefty. So you could do you could do really nice curry with it mm. um, because it would it would really hold up to those spices. Being yeah, that definitely. Kind of, little bit of strong meat you know mm-hmm. so um no sarnies so, yeah. though yeah and then um oh yeah sorry yeah boxing day you would be um yeah you'd be pushed you you would just be having a stuffing sandwich which you know is I my mean, dream there's worse things there's worse things <laughs> that is my dream actually it's all about the stuff and if there's stuff in then i'm happy <laughs> yeah. um let's move on to something that i know you're a big fan of which is um the chicken yeah. Well, I mean, controversial, but I, I honestly think that I'd rather have a chicken than a turkey or two chickens if I was to like, I, I just think they just, for some reason, they just roast better. They're just yeah. juicier. Um, and I think just the pressure of a turkey often gets to a lot of people, you know, the breast is kind of dry while the legs are perfect. Whereas a chicken, yeah. I just think is easier to cook and often just more delicious to know. Um, but yeah, we think we were talking about how would we make it a bit more special though? Yeah. Like, because it is because it is i mean for a lot of people chicken is it probably shouldn't be but you know it does feel like a, a like an everyday meat not that you're having it every day but it's a it's kind of your sunday roast or sometimes your midweek roast kind mm-hmm. of family roast type thing so yeah i mean what what are the ways that we can kind of make it really special well i mean I always put a nice butter under the skin and you can yeah. go, you know, if you want to be really fancy, you can get truffles and do your kind of fancy thing, but like just a really nice, like, well, I think we've got a recipe online for like a Kiev butter. So oh, like nice. garlic, parsley and butter under the yeah. skin jobs are good and so delicious. Um, or you can really go like the other route cause you can buy really, um, really good quality chickens. Yeah. Um, like the Bresse from France. Then there's one called Cornish red, which is really um, high valued oh. here. Um, yeah. yeah. And just, just get a really like the best chicken you can really. Yeah, I like the idea of doing two chickens as well because then you, you know, you've got like it, it's quite a quick roasted chicken. I mean, a standard one's like what one and a half, so one one hour fifteen to one and a half hours roasting time, yeah. and then you can you, and you could probably, I imagine most ovens would be able to get two chickens in at the same time. 
roast them. I, I, th- I was thinking about it space wise. If you can get two chickens, then it's probably about the same size as, as a whole turkey. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> and then you'd, um, you know, you would still have your leftovers next day. You've still got like the white meat to dark meat ratio. Though obviously the dark meat's not as gamey as turkey mm-hmm. dark meat can be, mm-hmm. which I think for some people is a bit of a turn off. But yeah, mm-hmm. you'd still get your decent Christmas sandwich out of that. Um, yes. There's also like in the chicken family um, some other interesting birds which have kind of appeared or reappeared over the last few years. Um, the cockerel, which mm. I think um, we had um, in the issue last year, uh, just talking about buying them, um, which is a, 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 a obviously a male chicken that's been left to mature for, mm. you know, it doesn't sound like a long time. It's about a hundred and 30 days i think yeah but like if you think like the average chicken probably gets like a month yeah comparatively like that yeah. that's, and that's like crazy when you think about it it's those whole roast chickens are only like a month old it's mad yeah. and and the cockle gets kind of strut around you know sort of foraging and mm-hmm. running around and kind of getting big naturally and getting mature so you get this really lovely meat which is you know tastes like chicken but it's like chickeny chicken <laughs> yeah and that's actually what we're we're going for this year actually because oh, really? it's kind of yeah it's kind and of it's bigger isn't it it's about i think it was about is it about like three kilos three yeah like i think about three um so yeah probably you know like it's a very as, as chickens go is what you that's a, it's a big chicken yeah and i think for for i think it's going to be potentially four of us this christmas yeah, perfect. so i think it's about perfect with some sarnies and then the stock like you know they use the the carcass for stock and, yeah. and soups and stuff um so for us that's really perfect and as you say like the, the extra time that it grows just means it's just going to have like a bit more gamey yeah. flavor you know it's going to be even deeper even chickenier yeah. And then a couple of other ones like in the chicken family, which you could think about, like the Poussin, which is mm-hmm. the spring chicken or the baby chicken, um, even smaller. So you can have like a Poussin for one, which mm-hmm. is quite a nice little special thing to do for somebody. If, you know, if if there's only a couple of you or there's three of you and you just want to kind of do something with a bit more show. Mm. Or also like the guinea fowl, which are really um, widely available. And mm-hmm. again, like guinea fowl have got that great kind of extra level of flavor. So if you're... If your family like likes something that's a little bit more gamey, then that's a great one. And a guinea fowl is, is perfect for two people. You wouldn't yeah. have any leftovers though, and it is no. Christmas. Yes, <laughs> maybe buy two. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about what? No, start again because I might cut this one out because I'm not quite sure about duck. What do you think about duck as a as a main? I mean, uh, I think considering the, this year, I think if you if you like duck. And that's your thing. Absolutely roast duck mm. on Christmas Day. Don't be like if like throw tradition out the window this year, I think. But I think like it's it's a it is a beautiful meat. It w- it wouldn't be what, what I did on Christmas because yeah. I like duck, I don't love it. But um yeah, if that's if that's your thing, absolutely roast duck on Christmas Day. I think I think what's nice about duck is if you think about like the f- the flavour profile of duck, like the richness of it, and you also think about how sort sort of like Chinese duck five spice, and then you've got your you know, spiced red cabbage, the, the kind of whole flavour profile that duck meat fits into is is kind of quite Christmassy anyway. And like you said, you know, if you can't, if you do roast it properly, we've got loads of recipes online and you get that super crispy skin, which is like, you know, it, it's difficult to get what we all love, which is like Chinese crispy duck, you know, with the skins like shattering glass. And they do a lot of like special techniques with that, including blowing it up with a, an, air <laughs> yeah, pump, an air pump and then drying it off for 24 hours and 
you know, um, covering it in maltose, which is a kind of like sugary, syrupy thing, and then drying it again and roasting it. So you're not going to get that, but you can get decent crispy skin. <laughs> And it will go with all of your Christmassy things. And it is, it is again, if you're if you're a fan of Doug, I think it's it is a perfect um, centerpiece for like two or three people. I think again, you'd probably be pushed to feed four people with a dog. Yeah. I think it, I think it's a two or a threeer. Um, and then the next day, you could kind of go a little bit crazy on uh, Boxing Day, and you could have like duck wraps with hoisin sauce and cucumber and stuff, which could be really good fun, wouldn't it? So absolutely, that sounds yeah. ideal. <laughs> And then moving away from the birds to the big, the big, the big guns. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done that. I mean, one of the most popular things I ever did at Christmas was actually roasting a rib of beef. Mm. And it was honestly, I've never had so many people ring up when they found out that we were doing roast beef. And again, Geordie's. Yeah, <laughs> and the plates sent around. Well, no, no, they actually invited themselves round. I think we had about 12 people that, that year. <laughs> It must have been a big bit of beef or no, everyone got like a little thin slice. It was actually a five rib rib of beef. Five? Yeah. Huge. It was massive. But um but yeah, it That's was, like uh, imagine that, you know, like on the in the Flintstones when he puts it on the side of the car and it like tips yeah. his car up. Well it was it was because the rib of beef, if people are like if you think about it, you can either get it where it's completely on the bone and um and it's kind of it it's got the the what you call it the chime bone on the back yeah. one kind of thing or you can get it where it's been where it's been trimmed a bit like when you trim a, a um leg of lamb mm-hmm. and then you've just got the kind of eye um and it's all kind of trimmed and and tied up and that's what yeah, i yeah. got and oh, nice. much much easier to cope with and much easier to carve as well so you, you carve between the bones and then you kind of carve it on a on an angle so you get kind of slices of it but yeah what do you what do you think about beef you fan i'm Christmas? a big beef fan i do like beef I think I'm just because I've never had it at Christmas. For me, we always had beef at New Year. It was yeah. like a New Year's Day thing. Right. But um, I mean, if someone, well, if, if you know, if I was going somewhere and they said we're doing beef, absolutely fantastic. I love beef. Yeah. <laughs> like, it'd be perfect. Um, yeah. But I think is there a bit of pressure that comes with cooking the beef perfectly? Like, did you feel when you did it a little bit stressed about and um, perfectly cooking it? I had to do a little bit of jiggling because some people would, I, I obviously wanted to do it kind of meat. I, I was aiming for medium because I think that's a happy, and especially for rib <clears throat> for rib as well, I feel like it just needs a, a little bit more cooking so that fat can get Fair. rendered down yeah. properly. You know, I'm not a fan of like, if you're doing a joint to have it rare. If it was mm-hmm. sirloin, you could probably go toward a bit towards medium rare, but I think with rib, you want to keep it in that kind of medium, nicely pink, nicely juicy. There were a few people on the table who well wanted it a little bit more well done but what what you can do is you can um you can slice it and then you can just kind of get a little um tray of gravy um ready and then you can just kind of put that back in the oven and it just takes the if you know some people I mean older people in my family used to be a bit squeamish about pink I don't know why but you know Christmas is a time to make everybody happy isn't it so there's always ways and means around that but I think I disagree it's all about me as long as I'm happy it doesn't matter (laughs) (laughs) but I think you know as we've said a million times during those these podcasts like buy yourself a 20 quid thermopen yeah um, the instant read thermometers they're they're incredible and you'll never miss cook a bit of meat again exactly i was about to say not just for beef for your turkey for your chickens you just yeah. you know you just uh, a probe into the thickest part or a bit that you're a bit unsure of will tell you exactly 
how yeah. it's getting on and where it's at you know yeah and you, and you don't have to remember like there's charts online we've got charts online to tell you mm-hmm. exactly which different kind of meat you know and, and at which stage so like for for rare for medium for well done mm-hmm. um it'll tell you that as well um and also that that is a good thing because it's a it's a it's an amount of money but obviously that's going to last you for five years or whatever but if you're getting a big bit of beef i mean it's pricey that's the con about it it is expensive but you know you will get it a lot if you get it trimmed or you get like a sirloin that'll be pretty much all meat so you should have some really nice leftovers as well and a, like a roast beef sandwich is mm. one of the nicest things as get well. the horseradish and, in yeah as long as and, it's you know, horseradish this could be you know the year when people do want to just splash out because god knows i mean it's not been <laughs> fun yeah, for the rest true. of it is it we all deserve a treat. Exactly. Um, and then let's move on to um, vegetarians. If you've got vegetarians coming or if you're vegetarian yourself and you, or you, the whole family's veggie, you know, how can we make that special? Um, yeah, so I picked out a couple of things from from our back catalogue. So we did like a, uh, well, I think I did, um, a stuffed butternut squash uh-huh. where you kind of um, roast it, then hollow it out a bit and then make this like really delicious stuffing. Um and then you actually serve it with like a little cider gravy. Yeah. Um, and actually, because you you basically hollow out the two halves of the butternut squash and then put them back together. And so actually what you get is this like whole joint effectively yeah. that you can then carve and serve up at the table. And it look, looks really theatrical, really special. I was going to say what's nice about that is it's not just like a half of squash, like hollowed out with filling. It's actually been halved, filled tied back together and then roasted so when you slice it you get like a little circular bit with a chunk with like the stuffing inside and it looks so impressive like if you bring that in on a platter that looks super cool so that's a great yeah and you get like you get like the crispy skin from the outside of the um butternut squash as it roasts then that meltingly soft butternut squash and then sort of like a tender chewy um stuffing yeah it's, it's really really good and again, that's easy to like scale up. So you you could do it with like a small squash if you've just got a couple of veggies come in, or if there's if there's more of you, you can you can get bigger squash or do like multi squashes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, <laughs> a multi squash roast. And what else have you got? What about a nut roast? Because I mean that the for me like that's something that's just come full circle, right? So nut roast was very seventies original vegetarian, got a lot of like bad press. Um, but recently I've seen a lot more of them, you know, supermarkets doing them. Yeah, absolutely. I think they've definitely come back because it, it, like anything, I you know, before maybe they weren't done very well. I'm not going to say like, uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to uh, slander previous recipe writers, but I think now with the things that we have, um, you can really put a lot of um, care and tension and love into them um, and make them real delicious. So yeah, mm. we've got this uh, Christmas nut roast, um, which has got like smoked paprika, medjool dates, mm. sage, garlic, um, lentils, and you basically, yeah, you just, it, it, it's, it's, and obviously nuts. Um, and it's really just deep and full of umami and rich and also like the texturally, it's really good. Um, also really good because you can basically um, have all the bits assembled and in it's um, like usually like a loaf tin you make it in yeah. and ready to just go um, with the rest of whatever you're making. So it's like really easy. You can assemble it, uh, assemble it before and yeah it's, it's, it's real easy and then just cook it on the day and have it all already um i think that's again it's really nice when you've got like a th- i always say like when we're thinking about you know christmas centerpieces you want a thing 
Like it's nice to have a thing, a whole thing that you can slice into. I don't know what it is psychologically, but it just feels more special. Yeah, I think you know you need to have someone with like a carving knife yeah. and after a few <laughs> glasses of wine, like bandying it around. And you know, a bit of, it's, I think it is. It's, it's the theatre, isn't it? It's like yeah. slicing something and everyone going, "Oh, ah," you know. <laughs> and what about? Because um, obviously, vegan has become an even more popular and. Um, you know, I know a lot of my friends are, are either eating, eating vegan um, part-time or have actually gone fully onto the, the vegan side. What have you got for that? Um, yes, yeah, so I wrote this, uh, I wrote a giant vegan Wellington oh, a few yeah, years ago, um, which actually, you know, I, I thought I think it's absolutely delicious. Of course, I wrote it, but um, <laughs> basically it's like... Are these just uh, all your recipes, Adam? <laughs> I, it's funny that, funny that how I just magically picked out all the things that I've made. <laughs> no, because obviously... We do a bit of research for this and all these yeah, were all the things that came to mind. Um, yeah. yeah, so basically it's like beetroot, red pepper um, and kale, like all in different mm. nice, colourful, Christmassy colours. Um, and then like a really nice um, stuffing in there to hold it all together. And then we actually make um, an olive oil pastry. So instead yeah. of using like traditional butter or, or like you know, animal fat, um, you use this uh, olive oil and it's like really short and rich and crumbly. Yeah. Um, and again, a really good one to assemble um, before because yeah. you can have it all basically in the fridge on its baking paper, on its tray, if you've got room. Yeah. Um, That's the one you... that we brush with Marmite, isn't it? Yes, exactly. Because um, the, the thing with olive oil pastry or any like, you know, pastry that uses oil instead rather than butter is it, re- it tends to, it, though it's delicious and crumbly, it tends to stay really pale. So you came up with this thing of like, extra umami as well why not brush it with marmite and then you get this gorgeous kind of browning color on it yeah it's like well you know you use a bit of egg like egg, egg wash to glaze your pastry why not have yeah. something like that and yeah just it just just an added layer um, and yeah. it's also got a pink peppercorn gravy with it which is mm. also nice and festive and spicy and yeah delicious and the good thing about this is i know people always go on about it and you see it on instagram and stuff but it's like the cut through is so cool because you've got your layers of beetroot, kale, red pepper stuff in. So you've got all these really bright colours, which, you know, and, and it's it's a million miles away from like a, a boring... Grey, yeah, yeah, nut roast, yeah. Um, the other one that I picked out, um, this is not your recipe. What? <laughs> I think you tested it. I thought we were only here to talk about me. <laughs> is um, our vegan columnist, Richard, uh, making School Night Vegan. And he, uh, we got him to do a glazed vegan ham so it's um it's our old friend seitan which is the um wheat protein that you can make up with water and then you make it into you know i think we've done we did a kebab with it yes um, yeah you can make burgers with it mixing it with other things um but what it what it gives you is this particular bounce that you know you have with meat um and he's done this absolutely gorgeous recipe which is kind of formed to look like a ham so it is it's not it's not ham but uh, <laughs> yeah but i think again, that's really cool but it's the but it's it's the centerpiece idea isn't it and yeah it's not something to carve and and yeah and and also like just having the, the um the fact that you can slice it and then you know you can make sandwiches out of there in on boxing day and it's actually like flavored with lots of kind of onion and garlic and then it's it's glazed as well so with brown sugar and maple syrup and mustard so you kind of like and a few spices so you're kind of doing all of those things that you would do to a normal ham to bring mm-hmm. extra layers of flavor to it so i think that's, yeah. that's a really good shout that was in our um christmas issue and it's actually online now as well mm-hmm. as all of these recipes we've been talking about are, um, are. 
but yeah, I think loads of tips there for people who are looking for something different to the, mm -hmm. um, the regular bird. And um, yeah, find them all online at olivemagazine.com. And thank you again for coming to see us, Adam, and oh, Merry cheers. Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to a special Christmas episode of the Olive Magazine podcast. We're having a break for the holidays, but we'll return in January with a new series. So please do listen out for that. In the meantime, you can find loads of brilliant recipes and helpful advice at our website, olivemagazine.com, where you can also listen to our back catalogue of over 200 podcast episodes. And if you're looking for a great subscription, why not take advantage of our special Christmas offer of $29.99 for every 13 issues, saving a huge 56% off the usual shop price. Go to buysubscriptions.com forward slash all pod 1220 that's o-l-p-o-d one two two zero and redeem your offer today offer ends 31st of december have a great holiday and we'll be back in 2021 with loads more great food and drink chat mm -hmm.